Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so pumped to talk with Lindsay of Lindsay Makes Waves. Oh, this conversation, we're talking all about self-worth today, and this is a very raw, honest conversation. Get the tissues ready. We both had to. Um, I don't normally cry on my own podcast, but here we are. Um, great conversation. If you love what she has to say, which I really think you will, please go and find her podcast, She Makes Waves, um, and follow her on Instagram. She's an amazing human. I'm linking all of the things that we talk about um, in the show notes as well, her affirmation cards, her course, all of the things. But but really, what I want you to take away from this is um, self-worth is a practice, and it is something that we are all, I, I recommend everyone striving for. I don't, it's not fair to say we are all striving for it, but um, to really know that you are enough and be your own best friend. So I hope that this conversation really resonates with you the way that it resonated with both of us. We both left this conversation feeling very lit up. Um, and connected. And I love that. So if you felt the same, please share this with somebody maybe who needs to hear it um, or on social platforms, uh, because there are a lot of people out here that this episode can very much benefit. Um, Enjoy. Hello, Lindsay. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I'm like super excited to chat with you because this is actually the first time that we've ever like chatted not through DMs, but I feel like I know you and I'm I'm super pumped. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I it's it's an honor to get asked to be on someone's show because I I mostly do my own. So I love it. Oh, the interviews like are my favorite thing in the world. Like it's this podcast started for that reason. It was 2020 and I was having conversations with my friends when I was in like, you know, super depressed because 2020. Um, And I started going, people need to hear these conversations. I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna buy like a $25 Amazon microphone and just like start. And here we are three years later. And I think I've only missed two weeks out of the three years of posting an episode. (laughs) Well, that means you love it. That's how I feel about mine too. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. And yours is She Makes Waves, correct? Yes. Yep. So for anyone listening, and I will put that in the show notes as well, if anyone is interested in finding your podcast as well. Um, I'm excited about our conversation today. So we're going to talk about how upping your self-worth can actually up your income, um, which, you know, that's right up my alley conversation. But before we start, Lindsay, tell the people who you are and what you do. Yeah. So I'm Lindsay Mayuga. I have a salon with two renters. I'm the host of the She Makes Waves podcast. I'm also an online educator with a course for stylists that are going independent. And I started like so many of us do like 19 doing hair and just had a extreme passion for doing it in a professional way. And 
you know, so many of us start off and people are like, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be a hairstylist. And so I think it really pushed me and propelled me to wanting to do it really well. And I think that it also, I was doing it without building any sense of self-worth. And so mm-hmm. what happened was like so many of us, like we just, we work and work and work and work. And we think that we're going to arrive at this beautiful destination that I never got to. And it ultimately took, um, after a four-year business partnership, that ending my marriage blowing up for me to realize like 12 years into doing hair, like what the fuck happened? I've been trying to be good. I've been trying to do it right. I've, I've sacrificed everything for this career. And ultimately on the other side of this, I've been able to realize that, you know, it was all, it all comes back to me and what I felt I deserved is really what I got. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I feel like when I went off on my own without a partner seven years ago, I said to myself, like, it has to be different. I can't do it the same way because um, I was trying so hard and look at where I am. And I think I, I didn't try and put my life back together. I just kind of like sat with it for a minute. Cause I was honestly stunned that I could, could have put so much effort into everything and to have it all go in quote unquote air quotes wrong, but really it was happening for me because I decided when I opened my studio by myself, I said, no, this time I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it different. And I, I said like, I almost had to view it like I was starting a new career. I'm like, this is a new career. Like I'm fortunate because I can start a new career and take a lot of my clients, but it also allowed me the freedom to say, if this no longer works for you, the way, cause I always felt like I couldn't change. These people have been with me forever. I mean, I was their 19 year old hairstylist. Now like today I'm 36. It's like opening my studio alone having had all the experiences of being in a big salon, small salon, having a business partnership. I just finally started saying like, you've got to start calling your shot. And I started doing that. And I started creating the work environment I wanted to be in. And I didn't say like, does anyone, does everyone hear like country music? Right. Right. Okay. If I bundle the gratuity in. And I think I thought I was this Brene Brown kind of, um, girl boss. And I realized like, wait, I haven't, I've been reading this stuff, but I haven't, I, I was living at my highest knowing. I just, once I, once my life took a turn, I was like, this is what she means by braving the wilderness. I thought that was yes. the wilderness back there. And You're so, speaking my love language right now, by yeah. the way, with Renee so Brown. <laughs> I, I feel, I feel like that's kind of like to give people a little bit of a idea of like where I am today versus where I was. So I listened to a podcast of hers yesterday, actually, and she said something that really stood out to me, as she always seems to do. (laughs) Um, And she said that the opposite of belonging is fitting in. And it like rocked me a little bit because, you know, when you belong, you can fully be yourself. You can do the things that light you up and and you just belong with the people that are around you and in this situation. But fitting in, you're masking and you're hiding yourself and you're people pleasing. And that was like, like mind blown, you know? Yeah. Well, um, when you say that, I'm like, that's what I did. I stopped trying to fit in. And I just started saying like, fuck it. If I'm here alone, I'm going to start having fun. I'm yeah. going to start doing things the way I want to do them. I'm going to hang stuff where I want. I'm going to trust my design aesthetic. I'm going to, and it just like, it started to bring me to a different place. Which is so interesting because how many of us want to do that, but, but think in our minds that if we do that, no one's going to go along with us. No one is going to follow me here. No one is going to be my client. Like, you know, I need to do it for them. I shouldn't do it for me. But if you think about so many people, so many, I'm big celebrities, singers, like people in the hair industry, think of the people that you love and you idolize. Why? Because they are fully themselves and they don't give a fuck about anybody else. And it's like, why do we stop ourselves from doing that within ourselves when like literally the people we look up to, that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in people that are kind of like following the grain. Like you're exactly right. We're not drawn to those people. And it's almost like maybe we don't slow down enough to, to look and go, what do I like about that person? I I do now. Yeah. Like now when I see someone, but it's that change from seeing someone and being inspired by them versus seeing them and feeling like, who do they think they are? 
I mean, that's yes. that shift too, because now I, anyone I see, any woman I see that I'm like, God, look at her. She's inspiring me to what's possible for me. But I think there was, it's like a different, it's like that abundance versus um, scarcity. Like I'm scared. Everyone's going to leave me. I'm scared. Everyone. And then it's like abundance. It's like, there's so many awesome clients and there's so many awesome stylists. And even, and, and when you have that attitude and you like bless and release people, it's like, I don't know. It's just a really cool ripple effect. Cause it's just good energy going everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I have, I, I did not have a partner or anything like that, but I had kind of a similar situation where I was in a commission salon for 14 years, I think 14 years. Um, and then I went out on my own after 14, 15 years into a suite. And it was like the first three months I remember being like, I cannot sustain this. Like in my mind, not everyone was going to follow me. I like went like 20 to 30 minutes away from the salon I was working at. I just thought, that half my clientele was going to fall off, you know, like the scarcity. I was very like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, everyone followed me. I think two people didn't follow me. I was slammed. I was double booking in the tiny little 110 square foot suite, um, which I hate double booking. I am not, I do not enjoy it. Um, And I remember being like, I cannot sustain this. I was taking, fitting people in. I was taking people later. Like, cause I thought no one was going to come. You know, and then when I realized like, oh, I did this thing for me and people are still following me, I need to make some changes because this is not sustainable, but I I know that I can make this work for me. And that's when everything shifted for me. Everything. It was like I stopped working Saturdays. I stopped double booking. I raised my prices. I offered a better experience, like all the things. And like I ended up working, I think I I was working like 23 out, maybe 32, 23 to 32 hours a week and making six figures in the business, you know? And for me, that's all I needed, you know? Um, and it was like, wait, I can make this and, and work less and actually enjoy my day and have my weekends off. Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and something you just said that I'm like, that's it right there. Like, when we don't know what enough is, or we don't know where we're shooting for, we think like, well, I'll just run faster. And that's what I did. I, and I think that that, that's such a good point of like, we have to figure out like, what are, what, what is our goal? Where are we trying to get to? Like, what is enough? And I, I think that that's like, I don't know. I think if you would have asked me that question, like years ago, I would have said just more. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, more. The, cause if you never, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. You know, it's never, ever going to be enough. Did you grow up in a household that's like work hard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We all, all of us did. I feel like most of us, I feel like. Yeah. And it's fascinating now of like, oh, there's ways to work better without yeah, I- working harder. And I always say like everything takes effort. That's why I still get annoyed when people don't think they need to work for things. But yes. I don't change, I, but I've been trying to change that in my head from, Like it doesn't need to be hard work, but there's an effort involved. And I think that that language helps me, but also it, it also reminds me of like, like it just, it's why some people, you know, succeed at things and other people don't because some people misinterpret what you're saying. Yes. So hustle season, somebody on the podcast a couple of years ago said this and it stuck with me. She's like, um, you know, it's, it's not about not hustling. It's about having seasons of hustle. And knowing like how long that season is going to last. And if that season lasts too long, that's when burnout happens. And that's when it's a problem. But like, if you're opening a salon, there will be hustle involved, period. Like it, it just is what it is. If you're starting a new business, there will be hustle involved, you know? So it's like, I, I'm not like pro hustle culture, but I'm like also not anti hustle culture. Like I feel like hustle yeah. needs to be a contained situation for a certain outcome Yes. And then you need to chill. <laughs> like- yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think like with, with my hustling, it was like a, you know, they say like you, you're doing things consciously or subconsciously. Like when I think back, like we talked before we re- started recording, but like when my first business, it was like, I just was like, I had no off switch. I was like, I'm just going to fucking go. And I, and I did like working like 50 hours for, what felt, but honestly, I think it was four years, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, that would have like, and I, I remember when I opened my studio by myself, I went to my first hair retreat five weeks after it opened, 
I'd worked 18 days in a row. I had the whole thing paid for. I didn't even know I was going to be moving my salon six months before and that I was going to be the one that moved. I, I had it all paid for 18 days later because I worked every day for 18 days. Wow. And why did I do that? I think I was working something out internally, uh, around like being okay and not knowing, not, not knowing like that I, that it was in my best interest to be on my own. I was really grieving the loss of this business. And I ended up getting to that retreat five weeks later, sick as a dog, because there are consequences. Yes. Yes. But for me, that's my story. And that's like how I did it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that asking somebody, what do you want is one of the hardest questions. You know what I mean? Like, if, like right now, if I ask you, what do you want? What is your answer? I'd be like, specifically, I'd have a lot to say. Yeah. Like I, like I would say like, well, I don't really want to work more in the salon. I like working there two days. Like what I want is like to grow my podcast, Yeah. Like, but I know what I want. But I also, I think if you would have asked me back then, I would have said, uh, or like, I have a new course I want to make. Um, but, but if you asked me back then I would have said to be happy and mm -hmm. <laughs> something, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something very vague, like be with, I, I had a journal I had started writing before I went to the first hair retreat I went to. And it said on there, it was very vague. It was like, spend more time with my family, enjoy life. Like just, it was like, I didn't have language. Yes. And you didn't I didn't know, know how to, myself. right. You didn't know how to like explain what it is that you needed for you. No. And I need a lot of like, I know about myself. Like I was even thinking about this. I went to a yoga class before this. I was like, it's really cool to have found my yoga studio. No, I like it here. Like, yeah. Just to take the time to, to know like how you like to spend your time. Like for me, I can't have a lot of stuff scheduled. I, I like a lot of white space. Same. Like I could, if, if someone said, I like a lot of white space, I'd be like, what do you mean in your home? Or I don't, what are you referring to? I wouldn't even know what they were talking about. Right. Right. Um, so something that, um, also resonates, I read a lot of books and listen to a yeah. lot of podcasts. So I feel like I'm always like, I heard this thing. Um, something that I always found really interesting is when, when somebody asks you like, Oh, how have you been? Or how busy have you been super busy? It's December. Oh my God. I bet you're super busy. And people feel like that's a badge of honor and people, Oh, I'm so busy. Right. But if somebody says like, actually, like, I'm really not that busy. It's been really nice. Like the person that's asking the question in your mind thinks that you're not successful. Right. And it's like, I think complete opposite now. I'm like, oh my God, you have, like, you're able to like have the life that you want. You're able to rest You're Like to me, that's success. But we've been like conditioned to think that unless you're like super busy or at least projecting that you're super busy, you know, then, then that is some form of success and busy means money and busy means happiness. And it's like, I know for me, I mean, I am sitting here talking to you right now, basically in my pajamas because that is what I need today. And that's success to me. And I think that it's interesting because success to you is going to be very different. Success to the person listening to this is going to be very different. And like letting go of that idea of like what society thinks is, success is hard. It's hard. Yeah. Even when you started talking, it made me laugh. Cause like, I, I so am with you. Like, I just think of if someone was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't been busy. I'd be like, no, no, you missed me. This is living like, right. it, it's fun. It's funny. But like, like, again, like I have two things today and it almost feels like, oh, I just feels like a lot. I, cause I like to futz around. I like to be creative. I like like, I don't know, like, again, like I, I put this on my story before I just got on with you. I made my husband move like a 20 pound big piece of art to my office, like three minutes before this. I was like, I got stuff to rearrange. I need my handyman to come over now. Like that's right. what I like to do. And yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I think like you, it's like, I do a lot of things, but that doesn't, but there's no connection to how often I do any of them. And people don't have that with social media, with anything. So because I have a podcast, because I have a salon, because I still take clients, because I have a course, because I made an Oracle deck, um, people think, oh, you must be slammed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, no, mm -mm. no. And like, that's the thing about social media too. And I think that plays a role in all of this of like, people don't 
know, like people don't know when, how, what you're doing. Like there's people that you and I probably follow that we think have an awesome life that we're like, that we, that they probably don't even have the business they say they have. Yeah. There's like, it's just, it's all like, um, I don't know, like you just have to take everything for what it is, but I, yeah, I agree. Like I just, to me, success is like, I love to like, I love that. I like, I'm, I'm a manifesting generator in human design. I like, mm-hmm. I like doing a lot of things. Doesn't yeah. mean I'm doing them all at all the time. Like yesterday I picked my kid up at school at 6 PM and she was the last kid at school playing by herself with a ball. But today I'll pick her up at three o'clock and I, I get to be with her, you know? So it's, I don't know. I just think, uh, yeah, you have to decide. Like it, there's some people that would say, oh man, I never want my kid to be the last one picked up. Like I'm okay with it because she's not there every day, but everyone has to figure out what that I have a friend who says my version of success is being able to pick my kids up every day at three. Yeah. That's yeah. her success. And she knows herself well enough to know that it's not my version. I did it for a couple of days. I was like, when does the aftercare start? Right. Everyone has to just know themselves. Well, and that's the thing. And I think that's, that can be such a hard part. Um, I had a one-on-one client, um, that when we first started working together, her goal was to open a salon. And by the six months, by the end, she was like, I don't want that. I want to be home with my family. And I want like, and, and it's like, again, there's this, there's this constant, um, flood of content about being a six figure stylist and do, you know, doing this and having this. And it's like, but what does it take to get there? And do, is that the life that you want to live? Like for me right now, I have time. I have time. I work behind the chair now three days a month. And then I have my coaching business the other days, which actually I went from working like three to four days a week to now working five days a week. But sometimes that coaching business life is only two hours. Like this is all I have today. Mm-hmm. This is it. And I'm so happy, (laughs) you know, and like, to me, that is success, you know, and it's, I think that we have to dive into that more. I think, you know, a lot of my listeners, they're all into self-growth because that's like all I like to talk about really, Mm -hmm. but but like you have to really ask yourself. And I find that I learn more about myself literally daily and I'm, I'm sure you probably feel the same. And I learn from the things that upset me. I learn from the triggers. I learn from my judgments on other people. And that took me a long time to realize, okay, I'm judging this person. Why? What about me is is not right or not centered or balanced or whatever that I feel judgment towards that person? And that has been a game changer on figuring out who I am. Have you had yeah. a similar experience? Oh, totally. Because like, it all comes back to you. And I, I heard something recently that I'm like, Oh, I got to be careful with that. Anything you say or put out about someone else comes back to you. And I was like, well, that, you know, like, you know, we all work to be better people, but there's a few people that still grind our gears. You know, it's like, I want to be really careful of like the kind of energy I'm sending that person, because I know the kind of life I want to have. And if I, what I'm putting out is what I'm going to get back. It's not going to just be gumdrops and rainbows based on how I feel about certain people. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, it's just what you said about like that, that client too, of like, she didn't want to end up opening a salon. I think that that speaks to like our dreams changing. And what, as we get to know ourselves, I think like, I, uh, I like, I had a water leak in my salon last week and I was like, there with both of my coworkers. And I was like, I used to love being like, I can handle this. I can do it all. And I just have found for myself. I'm like, I don't love seeing how much I can carry anymore. Mm. Like it's not fun to me. Like I like to, I honestly, my favorite thing is to work alone now. I, and there's some people that say, Oh my God, I hated working alone. It's like, it's the time of my life. And, and I miss I think, my sweet so much for that yeah, reason. So and I think much. what you said about the things that frustrate us, like, I think like last week I was learning, I'm like, I don't love dealing with salon stuff. Like I used to, I don't love being like, well, sure. That's where the pipe is. Like, I don't want to be a contractor or, you know, like, and when, and I think like you said, like, what is it that you love to do? Like I told my one coworker, when she was leaving, I go, honestly, when you leave, I'm going to record videos. It's my favorite thing to do. And I'm like, that's pointing me in the direction of like where my life is meant to go. And yeah, I think that, that it's just a very good point of like, and I find when you're, and here's the thing too, about people that bother you. It's like, I think when you're really totally all in on yourself and you're living in the direction that your dreams are going, you don't find yourself 
annoyed by people as much, you know, yes. you're like, Hey, I'm over here doing my thing. And like, I hope that you're doing that in your life. But when, if I'm holding back on the things and the directions and what I really want, then I've got a little bit of time. Cause I'm just a little idle and I'm kind of like not doing like exactly what I want to be doing. So I look over at you and I'm like, you, you bug me. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yes, that's what I do. So I guess like, you know, I'm even learning as I'm talking to you, like, like when I get like that, which I kind of did today, honestly, I'm like, oh my God, it's just pointing me back to you. You have things you want to be doing that you're not doing. And so, because you have some idle energy, that's frustrated. You're putting it there it says yes. less about them, more about me. Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, it's not taking things so personal. And that's something that moving into a suite taught me because I started realizing that I was taking all of these clients. I, I had to break up with two clients when I was in my suite face to face. And in both situations, it was very difficult. And at the end of both, they said, I really think I'm just unhappy with my me aging and I'm taking it out on you in both situations. And wow. for some reason to me, that was such an eye opener to all things in life of like the Karens or whatever you want to call them. You know, it's like they're going through something internally that they don't know how to process and they are like putting it in an external situation towards other people. And now like even road rage, like I used to have horrible road rage. And now if somebody like flicks me off or cuts me off or whatever. I'm like, they, oh, they probably are having a bad day. You know what I mean? Like it's completely switched my perspective and it's not always easy. No. You know, but like, I do have to remind myself, like, this is not, this is not taking away my self-worth because they have things that they don't know how to deal with or that they are processing. Um, and now I just like, in my mind, I just send them hugs. <laughs> Yes. I think you need a hug. That's like my line now. Oh, they really needed a hug. <laughs> yes. And I, and like, uh, when I think about, you know, my, my clientele, like whatever the first business I had to like this, a lot of my clients are the same, but the thing that's different is I, I don't feel like, I don't feel stuck. I feel like for as long as this works for you, awesome. And for me, like I, I think there's just a different like energy behind it. Like I, I, and I think like, you know, the self-worth thing, it's like, I, I'm going to be okay either way. And I think we all forget that. Like we forget that, like if people leave or whatever, that we're going to be okay. And I, I like, I, I just like what feel like we're afraid to lose people. I remember my therapist saying to me, Lindsay, it's almost like you feel like you have to keep everyone together. Mm. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess. And I was like, I don't want to lose anyone. I don't want to leave anyone behind. But Have you traced that, that back to something in the past? Yeah, I think just having a childhood, like divorced parents, like just never really, never really learning how to be like, what do I want? I never, I never asked that question. So then it was just like, it was just be good, do the right thing. And that to me is like, make sure everyone's on board and everyone's okay. And uh, then I'll be good enough or something, you know? So yeah. I think like, that's the big shift of like, when you start working on yourself and it didn't involve taking a balayage class, even though I did, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, I, I feel like I just started to be like, I'm good. I'm okay. Like, and I, and I think what it ends up allowing you to do is it ends up being like a, it kind of supercharges your business because people want to be around people like that. And I've been had for a while, like clients would be like, well, I always think like, what would you do? And I'm like, wow, what a compliment. Yes. You know? Like what yep. would I do? Um, and like, so I think that, you know, you start to like take better care of yourself and honor yourself. And then you end up having a clientele that is like inspired by you versus coming to you because you you're their technician. Yes. Oh my God. I got the chills. That's my, that's, that has been the past five years. Like all my clients, like they're just they're people I would go have a drink with. They're people well, I'm not I even doing it for their hair anymore. And no, I, I, and not I, even I would, a little bit, not even a little. Mm -hmm. And like, I actually feel like I'm doing some of the best hair of my life and it's not even about it anymore. And it's they, never, they people say, it. it's never about it, but now it's, it's really not. It's really not for me too. I mean, I'm, this is my 20th year behind the chair and I have people who have been with me since I was 19 years old. Like oh, I started same. at 18, you know what I mean? And it's still, and they have seen me coming in hungover to being single, to meeting my husband, you know what I mean? Like to getting pregnant and like, and it's crazy now because sometimes they'll be like, I'm so proud of you. I'll cry. I know, <laughs> it's so cool. 
I'm not supposed to cry on the podcast. You're supposed to cry on the podcast. Um, oh, I'm crying too. <laughs> um, but they'll be like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm so, especially with the coaching business, like they saw it when I, I stopped doing hair for 10 months when I pursued this. Mm-hmm. And when I told them, they were like, I knew this was coming. Like, and, and it wasn't this like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I mean, there was a couple, but not, it wasn't like horrible. Um, and, you know, it was this whole, like, I'm so proud of you. And then now, you know, f- however many years into this I'm in, four, three, four years, um, just hearing them, like, you inspire me and like all the things, like it's, it lights me up. And it's what I've always wanted in a business. Yeah. You know, well, and, and it's, it's like, like it's, it ripples in their life too. Like not to make it a, like a wave um, analogy, but it's like, yeah, like, like you showing up for yourself, honoring yourself, following your dreams makes, it does something to people. Yes. Yes. All right. I have a you question know. for you. So one of my favorite lines is start messy. Where in your life have you started messy? Well, it's funny. Yesterday I pulled a card from my Oracle deck that said, sit in the mess for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I created each card based on situations in my life. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the way that it applied to my life yesterday was like, how come the water damage is only affecting my station and only impacting my work? And I was like, wow, I want to learn from this and like, be like, what is this trying to teach me? Um, because I feel like as much as I love my clients a couple of days a week, it's not really where my heart's going. You know what right. I mean? Like I, <gasps> I'm always going to, I'm always going to flushing you out of the salon. And also I had water damage at home this year. So I'm like, what is water trying? Like I've literally had leaks everywhere. And my, have you Googled this? Well, I've asked a feng shui expert and, um, it happened to be the water damage was above my office. And so I ended up getting like my dream floor and I'm making it like my dream office, but I'm like, this is all happening for me. And even the water, the water at my station, I'm like, Okay, sit in the mess. And I, and, and the reason I made that cart, what does it say? Water, a symbol of purity and wisdom, allows the human body to function, embody its true essence, and heal. Yeah, I mean, I was swimming on last week at my station. I was like, everyone floaties on. Um, <laughs> so, and yeah, and and when I made that card, I made it because when my business partnership ended in five weeks later, I realized like my marriage had not been what I thought it was either. I'm still married to the same person, but it's a different marriage now. Um, I, I sat in the mess. I was like, okay, I'm not going to put my life back together. I'm not going to bandage this whole thing up and stand back up. I'm like, no, I need to like sit. I need to sit here for a minute and figure out like in this, all this rubble of like, what is meant to be a part of my, my life. And I think that that card was just created from being like, how do you even know if you want that anymore? Like, this has been so disorienting that I just, I I knew. And then I think I just started creating a life based on how I felt. And so it's like, I know I'm going to feel like this. I, are you going to be in it or not? And it's like my business partnership ended and I started a new marriage. And someone said like, what was the difference between that person not being in your life and this other person? And it's really like one wanted to, grow with the person I was becoming and the other person opted out. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Either way. Yeah. That's interesting. My um, word for the year was alignment. And it's been an interesting word for the year because it's applied in a lot of different ways. And shedding people was kind of one of those things that I didn't expect it to be. And it's like interesting because when you really look at what you want in whatever aspect, you know, friendship, business partnerships, whatever. And when you really look at what you want and you kind of look at the people in it that maybe don't feel aligned, but you just keep them there because you have a relationship, you know, and, and we don't talk enough about the grief involved in that either. And not even the grief involved in letting people go, but the grief involved in letting who we once were go, which is very, very difficult. And I think we need to talk about that more because even like, I'm, you know, I'm a mom now I'm 38 years old. I have a business. Like I miss party girl, Misty. Like I miss 21 year old. I could go out, have seven drinks, you know, dance all night. Like I still grieve that even though I have no fucking desire to do it, (laughs) Right? you know? And it's like, and we don't talk about that enough, you know? And I think that we should, because there is a grieving process for those that we are letting go as, as well as like 
our past selves. Have you had to grieve your past self? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't grieve her as much. I think more like, thank you for like bearing it all, like getting Mm. me here. Like it wasn't easy. And so like, I remember, um, like when I look back at like, when I've had to let go of people, the thing that I do different now is I stop, I stopped focusing my energy on them and what they want and how I can make them happy. And I think we, we, a lot of us put so much energy into like keeping things together and being outside of ourselves. And I was so like, what would make you, how could we stay partners? You said my dog makes you uncomfortable. I wouldn't bring my dog. And it's like, lose another piece of yourself, lose another piece of yourself. And I think that the game changer for me was when I was like, wait, that's my favorite thing about my shop. Mm. Like I was willing to lose that. And, uh, it makes me emotional because I'm like, I think so many of us forget that like, it's our life and it's not about anyone else. And it's like, if they get to come along for it, awesome. But if not, you gotta, you gotta live for you. And, um, and then like the world conspires, you know, like I remember being like, okay, I need this to be over. I'm going to start like looking for a place to go. And I swear to God, like I, I left the salon on a Saturday and I drove by a place and I was like, wait, that fitness studio is closing. I'm going to call my realtor. It's up the street. Am I allowed to even move my salon? That was half mine up the street. I mean, those are the questions you're asking yourself, which is so fucked. And I I called him and he's like, oh, also they have another one. They want to show you my studio is around the corner from my old studio and a little like tucked away glass door, magical oasis. And it sat there empty for two years for me. Do you think that that happened by chance? No. Mm -mm. You know, so I, I think like the thing that I love most about my story is when you have like pure intentions, when you are a good person and you're just trying to like, you know, do the right thing. I do think when you take courageous steps or you're like, okay, like I have to, I'm going to have to go. Um, I just think the whole universe like conspires to help you. I feel like I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) (laughs) The whole, like, like, you know, keep going. Like if you're doing it like with intention, it's going to take longer. Yeah. Is something I've been thinking a lot about because, um, you know, I mean, it, it's especially in like the online education world, like it's kind of the wild west and it's kind of a wild, it's kind of a wild situation, especially past 2020. And it's like, you know, I know I want to do things that align with people and I want to do things that align with me. And I want to, I want to create impact in a way that feels good to me and to my clients and all the things. And like, you know, and, and I don't want to do some of the things that are required to get people to look at me and to get yeah. people to find me. And, um, I'm going to cry a little bit. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Lindsay. You get um, a podcaster with a podcaster. And we're both I like know. raw. <laughs> I know. Um, I have bad days where I'm like, it's not happening fast enough. And, and it really, and I have to remind myself that like, no, if it happened faster, it wouldn't be what I wanted it to be and it wouldn't feel good. And, you know, and it, but it is really fucking hard to be patient sometimes when you really know what's possible and you really know what your life could look like, you know, but you're just not willing to do it in a way that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Have you ever done something in a way that it didn't feel good? And then you had, well, I mean. I mean, honestly, that whole partnership looking back didn't feel very good. Um, Or, you know, parts of my marriage, the way that I was like never inconveniencing my husband because he he has a bigger career, but I have a great career too, you know? Um, But uh, I don't know. I think to your point about creating something, I've just always, like I grew up with a learning disability. I've never thought that anything I did was going to come easy. So Mm. I think I'm always like, kind of like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not someone that gives up if it's something that's in my heart. So I kind of don't, I think in my head, what I tell myself is that I'm going to be here when this fad or whatever's over because I love this or because my heart's here. And so I kind of am with you. Like I, I'm not really willing to like not be authentic probably because in my last life I unconsciously was so inauthentic to myself, but yeah, I think, you know, I, I know 
how hard things are to, to, um, how much effort is involved to create anything because I've created a number of things. And so I just, I think the thing I come back to a lot is I just think there's a lot of people that are trying to get their, um, their, their egos are at the head of the table. And I just, I, I tend to think that not everything I'm seeing is real because I know what it takes to make things. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I always, I'm always questioning, do I care enough about this because it's going to take me time? You know, like, is this right. my heart? Like I think about like, like my course, like, you know, the one I want to make next, I'm like, God, do I, would I double down on the one I want to make and get rid of the other stuff? Or do I keep those things? I'm always kind of reorienting myself to like what I want to be doing, but yeah, it, it, I think I, I know that like when I first sold my first course, uh, no one bought it. And I was really authentic about that because I, I felt like, where is, who are these people with a hundred names on their walls? I, that's not been my experience, but that's never Same, been yeah. my experience. So I, I, so then when I went back to the drawing board and I keep learning and I'm like, I'm going to keep iterating until I figure something out. So like my first she may, she nets worth. My course was all about self-worth for hairstylists. But then I realized when I started doing one-on-one coaching that everyone wanted to know how to go independent. I'm like, yeah, that stuff's all Googleable, but people want it in a course, but they need the self-worth to actually implement that thing. So I'm like, I'll take the course I had. And then the things people want merge them together. But I mm-hmm. think that maybe people don't talk enough about how inspired action is what allows things to keep getting better. And yes. then now I think then, then the next time I went to sell it, I sold it to like 12 people and I did mm-hmm. like a live component. And then I went back and then I tried different things and I iterate and I try like, Oh, maybe I'll keep it open all the time. Four people bought it that year. Okay. Okay. Take it back. And I think, um, and even now, like, you know, with the way that the online space is like the last time I sold my course, like I launched it, I was like, this one of my smaller, smallest ent- people that did it. But I also kind of always say like when I started my podcast or anything, I'm like, if it helps one person, then it wasn't for nothing. Yes. You know? that, oh so, my God. I'm, I was literally thinking that. Yeah. In my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, and, and that's why I think like, um, when like, uh, not a lot of my listeners are on Spotify, but I got that wrapped thing from Spotify and it said seven people have you in their number one spot. That's that means awesome. seven people. Okay. Seven people listen to me 10 times more than listen to anyone else. Mm-hmm. There's so many people I think that are afraid to start something. Cause they're like, there's only seven people. It's like, I've been at this for four and a half years and I'm like singing seven people. Yeah. But I think that that takes confidence to not so many people want to help a million people, but they don't want to help one. Yes. Well, and if you don't feel comfortable helping four people, you know what I mean? Like for me, like if that my first year, if I would have had 20 people sign up for my first group course, I would not know how to facilitate. I would, I would have been nervous. I would like, I wouldn't have been ready for it at yeah. all, you know? And I'm three years in and still haven't had 20 people sign up for a group to be clear. I like to be very clear yeah. too. Like I had one group. Um, so the biggest fear when you're selling a group course is only one person signing up. In my opinion, if no one signs up, fine. It is what it is. You're just not doing it. If one person signs up, you no longer have a group. You know, if two people but sign that up, that person's you have a group. banking though, because that well, person's right. getting so. Yeah. So shout out to Jamie if she's listening. So I had one group that I launched, and only one person signed up, and of course I was upset. You know, you have you have financial goals, whether you should or not, in your mind, right? Like you have in your mind, like God, I'd love to make this much on this, and and it doesn't help when you're consuming content that's like, if you sell a course, you can make forty thousand dollars in a month. That does not help. Um, <laughs> and uh, one person signed up and um, I just, you know, I reached out to her and I said, hey, I'm going to give you one-on-one calls and we're still going to do this. It's just you're, you get to do it with just me. And and it was fine. It was great. And I got to hug her in real life this year. And I mean, she's still an amazing supporter, an amazing human. Um, and I could have let that stop me. I could have been like, what am I doing? This isn't going to work. But I know for a fact that what I'm doing matters and I'm going to continue to keep going no matter what. And I think that, again, like we said earlier, like having the patience and like it's good, it might take longer, but that's okay. It's okay, you know? So, and that's why I love seeing inspiring people that I'm like, that woman's 47 and starting a speaking career. Like, yes, that's, that's, that's where I, that's who I'm looking to now. And I think you have to look at, 
Like, who are you inspired by? Who are you looking towards? Like, I no longer am like, where's the top hair educator. That's not where I'm looking, you know? And yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. And I think that like, there is so much out there. That's not, not real. It's not real. And it's, it's fascinating too, because so like my last, I didn't launch for a whole year, not, not the group anyway, I had other things, but, um, and I launched recently and I have five people in there that are amazing. They have showed up for every call so far. Like they, they engage and it's like, this is what I want. Like, I just need this, you know? And it took me a couple of years to figure out how to, to bring in and align with the right people that need the message are ready to take action on the message. And I think that that's what people forget. It's not about the sales. It has nothing to fucking do with the sales. Cause like, I don't want to sell somebody something that they never look at. No. And no, that's happened. Don't. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah, where people too. buy it and then they just never look at it. I don't feel good about that. And I want happy money. Right. And <laughs> I remember like, and I know, you know, Don Bradley too. Like I, I remember Don, yeah. she said like, you never there's a reason why you're not where you want to be today. Like, because you like, and she's going to be like, I don't remember saying that Lindsay, because I I always (laughs) say things. Um, but, but I remember she said something like you wouldn't be able to handle the criticism that comes with that level. Or so you think about like all the little stepping stones of the things you're learning to where, like, I remember one time I had a post that like one of the beauty brands picked up, but they didn't put independent stylists. So like it was during COVID, it was about the costs of, um, running a business, but it was a four independents and, um, oh, and Solano 500, upset. 500 salon owners were trolling me on the internet. And I remember thinking like, what, like I get to have the same life when I go home today. Like my, I was at my sister's. She's like, what did you do today? I go trolled by strangers on the internet. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had perspective and I, I'm like, this doesn't change anything about my life. And like, they misunderstood it. And like, it wasn't, I even like told the brand, I go, Hey, I actually have a lot of empathy for why people are so upset right now. Like it's COVID they're not making any money. And then this post just adds insult to injury. Like, could you take it down? Yeah. And they were like, yeah. Can you explain why though? And like, they didn't know. And, um, yeah, I think, yeah, you, you're not going to get anywhere that you like that Ed Milet, he's my man, my, my main man. Um, the podcaster, he says that you're always gonna, you, you have a thermostat that's set for your life and you're never gonna, you might warm it up. You might cool it down, but you will always take it back to what you believe you deserve. Mm. And so I think that that is also a part of like, yeah, like you have to be like raising your internal thermostat at a level that like, when you get that success, you can sustain it. And, or you get that then amount of people in the course and like having five people that you're pouring into to me, like when we talked about the beginning, like what is success? Like for me to be doing that, that's success. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Let me think how to word this. When it comes to self-worth, like what do you think people get stuck on? I think it still is like such an external thing. You know, it's like, I think for me, it's like, for me, self-worth is like, I enjoy the shit out of myself. Like I have so much fun. Like I, you know, I've been creating this room and I'm like, it has to add to my life. Otherwise I just like being with me. And I think it's like, I think it still kind of seems like, oh, it's yoga classes. And it's like, I do all of that, but like, I would have as much fun tinkering around in like a storage closet by myself. Mm -hmm. To me, I feel like that's the essence of it is like, I'm, I enjoy me. So learning to love yourself, right. Learning to like be your own best friend. Yeah. And like being okay. The thing that, the thing that people always say to you that like, kind of like gets at your core, like in my life, it was always like, you're so weird. And now I'm Mm -hmm. like, I am. Right. My son, my son. Yeah. is, is a, he, he's kind of quirky, you know? And I say all the time, I'm like, you're so weird. And I love it. You know yes. what I mean? Like, like, and he, he'll now, like, he'll always be like, I'm weird. I like being weird. I'm like, good. You know? Cause it's like, if somebody does call him weird at school for a negative reason, I want him to go. Yep. And walk away. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? No, like, totally. And I, I was telling my husband about like our daughter, I said, 
I saw Michelle Obama speak last year. I went by myself because that's something else I love to do. I love to go to things alone. I, I love too. to go see a speaker. I love, and I went and sat next to two strangers and they were so, they were there by themselves too. I found my whole crew. Um, and they were like, it was an older man. And Michelle Obama said, like, I believe if you're seen and heard at your own table, you can go out into the world and um, kind of handle whatever comes your way because you know, you're seen and heard and loved. And yes. so I think like, for a lot of us, if we didn't feel like that growing up, we have to create that for ourselves. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I think that the, I think a problem that I see and I had in the past was being able to look in the mirror and be honest with myself. You know, it's like, I, I used to be extremely defensive. I used to be extremely angry. You know, I used to like completely numb myself with alcohol and drugs and all the things, you know? And it's like, now it's like, I very much enjoy looking in the mirror and going, Misty, let's work on this. Hey, uh-uh. Hey, stop talking like that. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and I think for the longest time, that's hard to do. You know, it's hard to look at all the stress in your life and look in the mirror and go, "You're doing that to you." Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think because it takes humility. Like, I think it's like, uh, again, he keep bringing up Ed Milet, but he's great podcaster. He, he said, what's his name? Say it again. Ed Milet. It's called oh, Ed Milet show. Okay. He, he says, um, he said that there's an ingredient that all successful people that he's drawn to have, and it's that they have confidence, but they all have as much humility. And if you have confidence without humility, you're kind of screwed in the end. If you're humble without confidence, you'll be pummeled by the world. And so the people that he thinks have the most success are people that have both. And I think I that what you're saying about looking in the mirror, it's like, are you humble enough to be like, that's a blind spot for me. Oh, that's something I'm not great at. And not to put yourself down, but to be like, it's not my strength, you know, like, yeah, I, I you don't know everything. Like that's just something that even before I was like working on myself, it always bugged me when people would be going to a hair class or something. And they'd be like, I already knew all that. I'm like, well, that was a choice. You know what I mean? Like, could you have been inspired by the instructor? Could you have asked her about what her day-to-day -day life's like? Like, I don't know. I feel like I have all these ideas of podcasts I want to have. Like I, I had my, I, I, my mailman, I started talking to him the other day and you know, he has a whole story. I'm like, I could have a podcast all about like people of Chicago. Like people are fascinating. And if you go through life thinking, you know, everything you miss out on a lot of like magic. Yes. Oh my God. It's so true. I always say, stay curious. Yes. Yeah. That's a big one for me because I think, and even if you're having a conversation with somebody and you don't really agree with what they're saying, right? Like instead of arguing with them or getting defensive about your point or whatever, and trying to have them understand your point, stop for a second and be curious about their point, you know? And, and I think that you can really find why people think the way that they think when you're more curious about it rather than just like the judgment we put on it immediately. And I think it goes a long way and you learn a lot you know, about people, about the world, whatever, by doing that. Um, and like uh, the assumptions you were making, like I was making assumptions about my mailman and I said, oh yeah, you're getting ready to retire. Like, yeah, I can tell it's hard for you. You're out here late with a headlamp. And he goes like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when my daughter was two and my other daughter was five and my wife passed away. I'm like, we don't know. We mm -hmm. don't know anything about people. Nothing. No, so we really don't. I mean, we think we do. I mean, oh, yeah. we talked about this before we started recording. I was like, I feel like I know you, even though I do yeah. not know you at all, you know, but I think I know you because of the internet. Yeah. And I think that I know you because of what you choose to put out there, just like people think they know me because of what I choose to put out there. You know, I mean, I could tell stories from my past that would people would be like, wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so we have to remember that is like, we don't truly know people. I mean, even my husband who I have known since high school, I mean, we had been together, it'll be 18 years next year. We've known each other even longer than that because we were friends. Our parents known each other before. Like there's still parts of his life that I'm never going to understand. I'm never going to know, you know? And it's like my son, he's eight. Now he goes to school. There's parts of his life that I no longer know, you know, right. which is really hard when you have a kid. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, yeah, but, mine's three, so I yeah. Um, But, you know, we have to remember that. You know, like we, we don't know people fully and, and it's cool to be curious and try to get to know them. Cause I find that very fascinating. Um, but yeah, I, God, I love this conversation. I know. I'm like, I learned from people. Like, that's why I think I, in the salon, it's way more fun. You know, we said it was never about hair, but now I'm like, 
you know, it gets to be like a masterclass on life and living and what other, how people do it. And like, I, yeah, I, I don't take, I feel way more privileged than ever to get yeah. to like the time with people. And I think, like you said, with double booking and stuff, it's like not pro or against it, but I find for myself, like it is a really cool moment, like the intention and the impact that goes into a time with a person. Like I don't spend my time with people willy nilly. So mm -hmm. like, we're both choosing this. Let's enjoy it. Let's learn. Let's grow, you know? And that's a really good point because when I say I upped my experience in my suite, it wasn't buying fancy LaCroix and fancy snacks and fancy treatments. It was spending the full amount of time with them and having conversations, just the two of us. And that was like a game changer. I'm in a salon now with other people and all of my clients say they miss the suite for that exact mm. reason. You know what I mean? And it's like, so I think when we hear this, because we hear this often, you know, up your experience, up your experience, it can literally be changing the dynamic of the conversation. It can literally be having a more positive conversation and not bitching about inflation and bit, you know what I mean? Like it can, it can literally be how you speak about yourself to your clients and they can walk out feeling completely different than like, you know, a treatment or a fancy snack, you know? Yeah. And I think it lasts like longer. During, yeah. And during the, like, um, like with the election, the last one and everything, like when people would be like, oh, I'm so sick of talking politics. I'm like, that hasn't been my experience. We're talking about magic. And yep. like, and I, I think, yeah, like we all forget that we're kind of in charge of like what we're letting in and what we're bringing to the table. Like I, I, I don't find it hard to switch gears. Mm -mm, Most hairstylists don't. So like, it's like, well, you get to kind of, you get to guide it, guide it where you want it to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we as stylists have to um, be aware of our thoughts and the way we talk before we are able to do that. So I would challenge anyone thinking or listening to this, you know, start listening to how you speak and how you talk to yourself and like start like pinpointing the negativity that you're bringing to yourself and then like start practicing making it more positive no matter what you're saying and then it's going to leak into your business would you yeah, agree like with the, that yeah yeah like the things you listen to like i was just thinking like why why is it so great in my chair and i was like well i listen to a lot of things a lot of podcasts i share what i'm learning i I share a guest I've had on. I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, oh, Monday, I have this really cool episode. I think, yeah, I think you, uh, and I always, you know, a lot of people do surveys. A lot of people ask their quest clients questions. I don't feel like I need to do that because all I have to do is listen to them. Yeah. When they, what are they like? What do they ask me when they come in? What are they like? What have you been listening to? Or like, oh my God, I was going to email you like that podcast you told me to listen to. Wow. Like, right. I think that your clients are always giving you a, like a, like whatever, like a comment card, you just, sometimes people miss it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't think people listen enough. You know, I mean, I see that all the time is where the stylist is just kind of talking at their clients or, you know, waiting to respond rather than actually listening or asking more questions or staying curious you know, so I think if we let go of the response and just truly listen to what they're saying, it really, really, really goes a long way with the client. Yeah. You just made me think of when I was getting my hair done at a salon years ago with one of my friends, it was a huge salon. And I was like listening to the consultation next to me, like getting my hair done. And she was like, okay, cool. So you just want to go blonde. And I'm like, wait, that's all of it. You Right. <laughs> you didn't hear all the other things. I'm like, do we are you comfortable with where you guys right? are? She's mixing up now. And like, yeah. I just, I feel like it could almost be like a, like a, like a show of hairstylists in chairs, watching consultations, just horrified. Yeah. Hey, that would be a really good reel. Right? <laughs> the green screen, some consultations. It would. Cause it was, I was like, well, wait, she doesn't even know what she's getting. Like, I was just like, wow. And we take for granted, like the way that we do things. And that's why it's valuable to be a client, to go places, to have poor experiences. Cause then we can always infuse into our own. Like I never want someone to feel like that. Yeah. Or cutting people off. That's when I hear it's like the clients talking and they just straight cut them off. I'm like, listen to what they're saying. <laughs> like, It's literally your job. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't get me started on that though. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, it, it's just funny when you think about like, you, you don't know, I, you work alone. You don't have a reference point for how other people do things. And that's why I think it's like, sometimes we're not giving ourselves credit for like, yeah, we do hair, but like you said, like the experience, like we think of like all the, like the bells and whistles, but it's like, no, your energy is the experience. Yes. A thousand percent, a thousand percent. Uh, Lindsay, I could talk to you for hours. I know um, I, I could talk to you too. I'm yeah. Like, we have to do this again. Well, if anyone has you on mine too. Absolutely. If anyone's listening to, and, um, has like a topic that you would want us to dive into, uh, let one of us know, because I would totally be down to do that as well. If you are oh, yeah, always, this is my I, jam. I like asking this on live so that you can't say no. <laughs> oh no. I mean, no, I just, kidding. I like, I would do this all day. Yes. Same, same, same. Um, where can people find you? I will put all your links in the show notes. You have awesome offers. You have awesome cards. Um, tell, tell them all the things. Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram at Lindsay makes waves, but I also have a website called wavemaking.com. And yeah, I have two different kinds. I have my, she makes waves Oracle decks. And then I have wise women decks, which is just like words of women that I admire. And those all go to charity, the wise women decks. And yeah. And I have she nets worth my course. It'll come out like early next year again. And yeah, I love doing the podcast. So I'm all every week you can find the, she makes waves podcast on anywhere podcasts are streamed. Awesome. And I will link all of that below. Um, Thank you so much. This will not be the last conversation. (laughs) Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.